0: Welcome to episode 95 of the Various and Summary podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the vault studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College of Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is wishing he had built an ark in his backyard, John Scott Sloat.
1: Doc, you almost need it. Yeah. It's we, bad out there. It's monsoon season here in Winona Lake. Yeah. I suppose when this drops, it'll stop though, right? I, we hope. <laughs> I think it's supposed yeah. to continue through much, most of the day. But um, good for your grass, right? It's good for the grass. I did get it cut on Saturday, some additional fertilizer put down. So okay. hopefully that has worked its way into the roots and uh, and is causing you know growth. It needs to warm up a little bit. It was a little cool for grass yeah. growth.
0: Indeed. Indeed. So um, – Let's just get the preliminaries out of the way here. If you want to connect with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at VNSPod. Email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, Various and Sundry Podcast. Mm -hmm. Those are places where you can find us. We would love for you to uh, take some time to give us a five-star rating
1: and leave a review for us on whatever platform you consume the show. It's been a while. It has. Middle of September. Yeah. Since I've seen – I only check iTunes. I don't check the other ones. That's true. Same here. But it's been a minute. Yes. Yes. Um,
0: Speaking of things that have been a minute, let's talk
1: about your Jets playing the – I'm already in a bad mood. (laughs) We want to start out with the Jets?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I I get some feedback from some individual listeners about – us being a little saltier, that we need to, to to go a little closer to the hot take or the saltier kind of uh, edgier end of things.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like God's judging the Jets for hiring a Mormon as their quarterback. <laughs> yes. So they lost
0: I, – I, I only saw the score. It was like 54-13?
1: Yeah, yeah. It could have been Was it even uh, that close? Um, no. OK. No. No. Now, so what happened here? Well I didn't watch it I didn't watch it either because I don't you know But maybe, you followed the game. I followed sure, the game on yep. the phone. Yeah. Yep. Uh Zach Wilson did get injured. There was a knee injury. I haven't heard anything else about the where that injury stands right now. Um I mean I mean we just exist to make the Patriots look amazing. I mean that's <laughs> that seems to be the telos of the New York Jets nation right now. Okay. Um Yeah, it's bad. It's re- it's real bad. No no one looked good. Yeah. Um it was, it was. And then the players are upset afterward. Like we're upset at the Patriots running up the score, and I stop them. Yeah, stop yeah. them. Yeah, I, you have to
0: do some pretty egregious things in my mind to sort of fall under the really running up the score. Mm-hmm. I'm just more of the opinion in the sports when it comes to the like. It's your job to stop your opponent. Yep. And you know, there's there are things like. Like in basketball, if you're up thirty, okay, you can pull off the press. Sure. Like,
1: okay, but um, yeah, I, but football is a, a sport where if you if you ease off, you can get hurt. Correct. You know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they're they're complaining about that. I'm like, dude, yeah. stop them. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think I think some of it's we have a first year coach with no veteran coaching experience on the staff, and so I think they're just finding their way a little bit. Yeah. Um which you know, good for them. <laughs> okay. Yes indeed. So what does that drop their record to? I don't know. One in what, six? One uh, in five?
0: Oh, are we at seven games already,
1: yeah? That probably sounds right. Yeah, one in, we
0: had a buy in one there. in six. One in one and five, one in six. Yeah, one okay. in five, I think. All right. Uh I I watched a little bit of NFL yesterday. Um I what is going on with the Chiefs? Yeah, I don't know. They got thumped. Yeah, by the Titans, who the Jets beat, uh, and and the Titans are like I think the Titans have figured some things out. They're a good football team. That's a mm-hmm. good win for the Jets. That's a very good win for the Jets. Yeah, um, but I don't understand uh, what is going on with the Chiefs. The, the, this offense that used to just look unstoppable now looks very pedestrian. Yeah, Mahomes looks a little bit lost, and guys aren't as open as they used to be. And I don't know what's going on there.
1: I have um, no idea. I have no idea. Um, I'm trying to think what other games I watched yesterday. I watched a lot of uh, uh, Packers. The Packers play. The Washington football team. The was- I watched a good bit of that. That was good. Uh, and then I watched the start of the Tampa Bay. Uh, who did Tampa Bay play? The um, Bears. The Bears. Yeah. And Oof. that was over in about. The f- in, in like five minutes in. It yeah. Was it was it was bad. Yeah. It was real bad. Um,
0: And then did you watch any of the Sunday night game last night? I did not. That was played – speaking of monsoon season, that was played in a downpour out in San mm-hmm. Francisco and the Colts ended up winning that game. Um, but uh, let's move on to college football. OK. Did, did you watch any college football? I watched zero college okay. football. All right. Uh, I watched the Ohio State game of course. They, uh, played, they played Indiana? They was did. That? They played at Indiana. Uh, my younger son, Jake, went to the game. Oh, nice. Walk, uh, you know, Boot and crutches and all nice to the game with a couple of buddies nice. um and uh again it's indiana indiana's not good they so made indiana look silly they made them look awful at the end at the end of the first half uh they were up 44 to 7 going into the halftime so you know it was it was never really competitive ohio state scored in their opening drive iu went down and scored to tie it and, Okay. and then from there it was just like hmm. Yeah, turn
1: out the lights.
0: La- last one in the building, make sure you turn the lights out.
1: Um, it's good to know that order has been restored. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with a decent IU football team. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I-, I-, I Honestly, I- I'm a little scared, John, because hope is beginning to of percolate. Stir- yes, hope is stirring the- in your soul? Y- yes, because the offense is unreal. They had a stretch where through the first half of of uh, this weekend's game, their first team offense uh, – when when the first team offense was in, they had a stretch where they scored on 19 consecutive drives. And all but – I think one hmm. of them were touchdowns. Wow. Across three games. Hmm. 19 straight. The only thing that had stopped them was when they got the ball like right before the half and decided not to try to rub it into somebody. Uh, that, that's just crazy. Now, again, the competition has been bad. So I get that. But the encouraging thing is it does look like some of the defensive uh, problems have been addressed. And in today's college football world, you if you have a great offense and Ohio State is on track to be on the same sort of historically great offense as uh, Alabama last year and LSU the year before in terms of numbers. Hmm. The last two national champions. So you need a decent defense. You need a defense true. that's just adequate. And, you know, again, Ohio State's got some tests coming up, but it looks like the defense is moving towards adequacy. Hmm. So we'll see how that develops. Uh, the Probably the more significant game in some ways was for entertainment value. Penn State lost to Illinois at home in nine overtimes. The college football overtime rule is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's a,
0: that's a lot of overtimes. Well, you know they changed it. I don't know if you knew this. No, no. OK. So they start with each team gets a possession in, in overtime, right? OK. Starts at the 25-yard line of your opponent. Mm-hmm. So you attempt to score and then if the score remains tied after the first overtime, they just do it over again. Same thing. Team gets the ball at the 25-yard line. OK. If at the end of two overtimes, you're still tied. Starting in the third overtime, they put the ball at the three yard line. Now, the three, the three. Oh my goodness! And it's just two point conversions. Oh, so you alternate back and forth two point conversions. I don't like that. No, I hate it. That sounds awful. <laughs> now, what's crazy is Illinois and Penn State were so inept that, um, despite playing nine overtimes, the final score of the game was twenty to eighteen. Oh, gosh. So in the first – They um, kick a field goal on those two-point conversions? <laughs> <laughs> like, in the, like in the first two overtimes, both teams kicked field goals. And then um, – yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, kicked field goals. And oh, then they both scored in like the eighth overtime, the two-point conversion. And then in the ninth overtime, Illinois scored and Penn State didn't. It's a dumb rule. Mm. dumb rule. Yeah, it's a bad rule. Uh, But it did set the record. That's the most overtimes in NCAA history when it comes to football. My goodness. Yeah, absurd. Um, So we'll see about that Uh, moving forward. Ohio State plays Penn State next weekend. Okay, big game. It is. It is. Some of the luster is taken off that by Penn State losing. Sure. But uh, yeah, still a big game. Night game. Ohio State has no more margin for error, so they just have to keep you know, don't trucking gotta win. people. Yeah. Yep. Um. Baseball playoffs. We're now to the World <sighs> Series. I know you yeah. don't care, but no. I feel like, feel morally obligated to at least mention it. Oh my
1: goodness, there are no good guys left. Astros versus Braves. I mean, the Astros cheated to win a World Series a couple of years ago. Yes, that's correct. And uh, the Braves are scum. Yes, and though we did uh, see them in person this year, we did see them in person this year. Um, and and Freddie Freeman is is very very impressive as a yes. human. Um, but uh, yeah, there's just no good guys in the World Series. Yes, um, for, from a Mets perspective, sure.
0: yeah, sure. So so speaking of the World Series, do you know what happened 35 years ago today? Was that the earthquake? No. Thirty five years ago today in sports. My goodness. Nineteen eighty six. Eighty six. Is this the Mets? Yes. Game six. Game six, Buckner? Buckner boots ah, the ball. Nice. Mookie Wilson. Nice. Yes. Who was I forget, was it Ray Knight that scored? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I still can hear Vince Scully's voice in my head calling <laughs> that. You know. The Red Sox had the had the champagne ready to pop oh, yeah. in the
1: locker room and I mean, I thought that'd bring you some joy today. That, that brightened my day yeah. on a on a day with perpetual rain oh, and gosh, all, yes. in, in every sense of the word. <laughs> yes. Today has just been rain. Yes. Um,
0: yes. Um, any thoughts on your Knicks? The NBA season's about a week old now. Yeah, they're two
1: and one. They got some swag to them, beat the Celtics okay. in overtime. I saw chunks of that game, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, and the guy that we mentioned, Evan
0: Fournier. Yeah, had a great first two games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's turned out to be a Fournier, a, a Yeah. Nice, nice pickup for you guys.
1: Yeah, uh he did not look great in the third game last night, but that's that's okay.
0: I didn't check the standings this morning, but uh, last time I checked the Lakers were still winless, is that right? Or, or did they win yesterday? I, I have can, no idea. Yeah, they were And there was a bit of a skirmish on the sideline. Did you see this? No, I missed that. A skirmish between Dwight Howard and um uh, Anthony Davis? Really? Yeah, they got into it early in in one of their games.
1: Uh I don't know what the cause of that was but let me tell you i'm always surprised to learn that White howard's still playing basketball <laughs> yeah
0: he's got some pink hair thing going on but uh does he really yeah
1: man like oh i like think it's like a pink, pink or a purple stripe or something like that all yeah. right yeah the lakers are one and two so they must have won yesterday uh, the clippers are zero oh and two okay oh, no one's sad about that and the you're not going to be happy about this the warriors are three and oh yeah
0: is Clay Thompson is Clay Thompson back?
1: I'm trying to remember. I
0: I, I don't know. So uh, again, this is the busy time of year in terms of sports when you've got all the major sports oh, yeah. going, and I assume the NHL has has it started. We, yeah, we yep, games? yep. It's been going. Yes. It was
1: going about a week longer than basketball. Okay. Yep. Okay. Other than that, I'm not sure what's going on in hockey. Yeah. Other than the Kraken are now playing the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I know nothing. I don't know anything. It doesn't look like. Uh, well, Steph Curry's obviously back. Clay Thompson's back yet.
0: Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So by the time this drops tomorrow, it'll be Game One of the World Series. Will be Tuesday night. Yep. So anyway, well, let's move on to our. Main topic of the day. We're going to talk. We're going to continue our uh, series in the parables, the parable of the workers in the vineyard. So, you have us queued up there to Matthew twenty.
1: Yeah, Matthew twenty-one to sixteen.
0: Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely.
1: I, uh, I'll, I'll give us a fr- you are a desig- fresh read. Here. Our
0: designated lector.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's begin. Verse one. Uh, For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning And about the 11th hour, uh, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. Uh, And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them uh, their wages, beginning with the last uh, up to the first. And when those hired about the 11th hour came, each of them received a denarius. Uh, now, when those who those uh, hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, uh, "These last worked only one hour, and you gave uh, you have made them equal to us, who have been borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat." But he replied uh, to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a Daenerys? Uh, take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give uh, this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do uh, what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first and the first last. Okay. So this is a
0: uh, fascinating parable. Let's talk a little about the context make sure sure you're grabbing onto how it fits in. Uh, This parable fits into a series of kind of vignettes here in the Gospel of Matthew that really focus on uh, issues of status, wealth, greed, and discipleship. So – so, for example, if you jump back to Matthew chapter 19, um, you've got in verses 13 through 15, the story of Jesus uh, welcoming children to come to him. So that's a status issue. Sure. And then you've got the rich young ruler, the rich young man who Jesus tells to go sell everything he has in order to follow him. He uh, goes away sad. And when Jesus explains the situation to his disciples. He stresses that uh, in verse 28, Truly I say to you in the new world, the the new creation, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. So it's important to catch that, that the previous vignette ends with Jesus saying, Those who are first will be last, and the last will be first. And that introduces essentially this parable, which incidentally ends with this uh, sort of a flipping of that statement the last will be first, and the first. Last, hmm. so contextually speaking, there's clearly a link between these uh, units here, and that sort of punchline should play, you know, a pretty significant factor in, in giving us a sense of what the parable is uh, about. So, um, let's talk a little bit about some of the key features of the of the parable. Maybe some things that stand out to us, uh, whether it's cultural customs or uh, background pieces that might be helpful to fill in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming this was a pretty normal practice by people who own vineyards and fields and crops and those sorts of things to go out and say, hey, I need some people you know, to go to the marketplace, look for people hanging around and, yep. and offer them to, uh, to come work for them for the day. Yeah. this This practice might seem a little –
0: unfamiliar to many of us perhaps mm-hmm. in the US. But even in parts of the US, this kind of thing happens, especially overseas where you have a landowner who um, has specific tasks, especially around harvest time particularly, where he will go to a sort of centralized marketplace and say, OK, I need, I need seven guys to come out today and I'll pay you this. Come work for me. Mm-hmm. That's the situation here. This would have been very common. This is sort of a very
1: ordinary thing. Uh, Would it have been normal to go out multiple times and bring back more people? Not this many times. Okay. Uh, Perhaps
0: going out more than once would happen. In other words, Mm -hmm. you might go out in the morning, hire a group and realize I don't have enough guys and I got to get this done. So you might go out and see if there's anybody left hanging around in the marketplace who didn't get hired in the first round Mm -hmm. and say, OK, I could use three more guys for the afternoon shift. Can you come out? But going every few hours um, is, I think, a a bit of a parabolic embellishment to make a point rather than reflect closely some uh, real practice. Yeah, it's a device of the story. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, and it, go ahead. Would it, would it have been normal to pay everybody the same or, or was this – or would it have been like, OK, I picked you up halfway through the day. I'm going to pay you half.
0: Yeah, I, I think
1: um, that could probably vary. My guess
0: is that it was probably not common to pay the same guy that you hired at noon uh, what you pay – which are going to pay the guy that you hired at, at 7 a.m. Or six AM. Sure, um, that's that would have been unusual, I think. And it's interesting that uh, when you when you read the parable, the very first group that's hired, um, it says they agreed uh, after verse two, after agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Now the rest of the the incidents of, of the of the hiring, there is no specific wage mentioned. Yeah, there's
1: no there's no negotiation taking place. Correct. Course. Yeah, correct.
0: It just says, uh, uh, let's see, verse uh, three, going out about the third hour. Uh, again, those are references. Basically, the day started at six a.m. Mm-hmm. Essentially, so third hour would be like nine a.m. Yeah, um, you go into the vineyard too. And whatever is right, I will give you. Hmm. So there's no specific amount mentioned at that point. Uh, a denarius was a typical day's worth of work for a common laborer. Hmm. That was pretty standard kind of going rate for that. Um, I wanted to mention one other piece of um, uh, sorry, cultural historical background here. And that's found in verse 15 at the very end of the parable when the, uh, when the landowner says, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? And then this phrase, or do you begrudge my generosity? And uh, if you happen to be reading out of the ESV, you'll notice there's a, a handy little footnote that tells you another way uh, of translating that. Is literally, is your eye bad because I am good? <laughs> so you can understand why English Bible oh, translators yeah. go, um, yeah, we should probably not go literal there.
1: Yeah, um, maybe a thought for thought yeah. translation works with this <laughs> uh, uh, here. More idiom for
0: idiom, I sure. think, is, is what's what's going on there. So, but I do think it's helpful. Uh, is that translation accurate? Yes. Um. But, I mean, he, he, here's the idea behind it. Basically, in the ancient world, the evil eye was this belief that some people uh, were able to bring uh, bad things on other people merely by looking at them. With ill intent? With ill intent, hmm. yes. Um, so this was a common sort of cultural belief Okay, that some people could just – Look at you with evil intent and bring upon you some sort of uh, bad thing, whether that's through the activity of, of spiritual forces or or whatever. Is that Roman, Jewish, both? It's just sort of in the cultural air in the first okay. century. It's it's more at home in the Roman and Greek context than it probably is in the Jewish context, yeah. but still there. Um, in fact uh, – It was common practice in the ancient world for people to wear – again, this is more of a Greek and Roman thing than a Jewish thing. For people to wear like amulets or necklaces Hmm. that they believed were capable of of blocking or repelling the power of the evil eye. Hmm. So that um, this idea of the evil eye is – is something that was just in the air, part of the con- part of the culture, um, so that I think it's helpful to bring that out. Now, the connotations of the evil eye can go a long way, a lot of different directions. Here, I think most English translations see it as a um, as uh, envy or greed. Right? Mm-hmm. Are is your eye evil? Are you giving me the evil eye? Because I'm being good or generous to these other people. That's the sense. And so that's how you get this uh, sort of paraphrase of do you begrudge my generosity? Mm -hmm. Um, So in light of that, uh, I think that kind of sets the stage. Anything else you want to say on context or background here before we kind of dive in to – kind of the main message of the of the
1: parable. I I don't think so. Is there any significance in it's a vineyard rather than a field or you know, you know, we've seen Jesus use several metaphors. Is, mm-hmm. is, does vineyard have particular interest here? It might. Okay. Uh, based on the Old
0: Testament background of Israel being described as a vineyard in particular in Isaiah 5, mm-hmm. uh, the there may be some of those connotations there.
1: Okay. Um
0: but this this does not feel to me – this is my personal take. This does not feel
1: to me like an especially Israel-centered parable. Even with the mes- mention of the 12 tribes in the previous section?
0: Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I think so. Like I'm not denying that there's stuff in, in the context there. But I don't – this doesn't feel to me as much of a – um. Typically, those kind of those kind of Israel parables are about uh, God bringing judgment upon unbelieving Israel and uh, mm. welcoming in the Gentiles in some fashion, and I, I don't think that's really in the mix here. Okay. Uh, good question, though. Um, so, let me ask this, John. Why do you think this parable works so well? In other words, why? Why is it so powerful? What, what's maybe an underlying well, assumption here that makes this such a powerful? Well,
1: I, I think there is sort of the basic – regardless of culture, probably like uh, if we work more than somebody else, we expect to be paid more yeah. than somebody else. Yeah. Right? So So the guy coming in at the end of the day that gets paid a certain amount, the guy that's been working 10 times that – Expects to get more. Yes. Right? Yeah. There's a principle of fairness that that differs throughout cultures slightly, but but it's there, I think, in all cultures. Yes. Yeah. I
0: I think that is exactly right, that at the root of what's going on here is this very fundamental human uh, sense of, well, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. I don't care how you slice fairness in your culture. That doesn't feel fair that someone works the uh, that people can work such radically different amounts of time doing the same thing. Oh yeah. I mean we have we have entire in one sense we have entire laws on our books here in the United States of uh you know you can't vary someone's pay based on different factors if they're doing mm-hmm. the exact same job. You know you can't pay a woman less than a man who are do who is doing the exact same job. Yeah. For the you know with all the qualifiers in place. So um, So it, it, it very much tugs on our sense of natural fairness. Uh, so, so that's why it works so well, I think, mm. in terms of Jesus invites you to a place as you're tracking along where you identify with these workers who've worked all day and say, yeah, you're right. That's not fair. And that's the point.
1: <laughs> yes. However, it is what, you, what they agreed to. Right? they, they didn't negotiate at the beginning correct. and and said yeah i'll work for i'll work all day for that amount of money correct correct
0: yeah so it's important to to point out uh, again sometimes i think fairness and justice get mixed mm-hmm. together in unhelpful ways sure uh, cuz you can say well this isn't fair but you can't say this is unjust right yeah and and that's an important distinction mm-hmm. you know uh, There are just realities in this world where life is not fair Mm -hmm. and we should work for justice. Mm -hmm. But uh, fairness as it's often thought of, it just doesn't work out oftentimes. So um, what is Jesus' point then in saying this? I think the main thing he's trying to drive at is that – God's kingdom doesn't work on the basis of fairness. Mm-hmm. It works on the basis of God's justice and also his grace, his generosity, mm-hmm. that that there's both in play there. Like God doesn't abandon his justice because as you pointed out, they agreed yeah. to work for this amount. They, they're getting what they are due, justice. Uh, it's just that. There's also grace in view in terms of some are getting far more than that. And so I think that the, the main thrust of the parable is to help you see the kingdom of God doesn't work on the principle of fairness. Hmm. That it, does, it works on the basis of God's generosity, his, his kindness, but even that doesn't abandon justice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's uh, helpful, I think, and important for us to understand even as we think about the gospel itself because uh, sometimes I think we can have this wrong view of uh, the relationship between justice and God's grace and forgiveness as if God just kind of sets aside his justice mm-hmm. so that he can show us you know, mercy and, and – no, no, no. Uh, Romans 3 is really where this kind of comes together, this idea that God satisfies his justice in Jesus. So that he can show us grace and mercy without compromising.
1: God must judge sin. He cannot just ignore it. Um, Totally agree. Is there also in play in this this parable the the sense that um, it's not about when or how long you have trusted in Jesus Mm – uh, it's it's the object of our faith that matters and, and if you uh, get in sooner quote unquote uh, sure. there's not more blessing or, or anything yeah. like that uh, there's um, I don't know what the right word is there's uh, there's there's equal access to blessing to yeah. God himself mm-hmm. uh, by by virtue of who you're trusting in not Correct. not not when you trust I,
0: I do think that is here as well yeah that um, I mean obviously there there is some We have to be careful about not trying to make the parable answer more questions than it's designed to answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there is a sense in which we will uh, experience rewards in in heaven for our uh, our faithful service. So there's a sense in which the longer you've been in the kingdom, the longer time you have to be able to um, serve the Lord in Mm -hmm. that sense. But when it comes to getting in and experiencing access to God and all of his blessings in that sense, um, whether it's, you know, 10 minutes before you pass away or from the earliest days, even before you can remember as a young child, yeah. um, there's equal
1: standing, equal footing in God's yeah. kingdom. And the, the passage is not advocating for, oh, shoot for a deathbed conversion, right? <laughs> shoot for an 11th hour conversion. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be misrepresenting the parable. Right. Yeah.
0: So – and then ending on that. So the last will be first and the first last. Um, That sort of reversal of how things tend to work here in this Mm -hmm. world, in the kingdoms of this world. It's the opposite in in God's kingdom.
1: So – I had a teacher that would always say – Christian elementary school, we'd line up and go, up oh, the first, last, last, first, and then she'd switch us. And so being the proactive child that I was, I would try to game the system. To, so I, I'd, I'd either run to the front and hope she didn't say that yeah. or slow walk it to the back. And hope, and she, hope did. she did <laughs> because for some reason I want to be at, at the front and and yeah. now I want nothing else but to be at the back. You know? Yes. Yes. You've, you've converted to being a back row Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if – regardless of religious tradition, I want to be in the back. <laughs> I like being able to see everything. I like being yeah. in the back of the room. I mean let's be honest. Like I don't think that's unique to Baptists.
0: I think that's just the alliteration that the Baptists yeah, get thrown yeah. under the bus for the back row Baptist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. I've been agree. in enough other kinds of churches where it's like, "There's nobody Baptist here," and they're still flocking to the back in rows. The back.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's plenty of Presbyterians and Free Churchers and all sorts. Atheists of Atheists
1: flock to the back. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> there you
0: go. There you go. Well, uh, let's move on to people who flock to the front. We need an athlete, John.
1: Oh my goodness! What a transition. Uh, Okay, well, let's, let's do our tradition. I'll read these out and then you tell me who the athlete is, okay? Okay. Um, Let, and let's, let's savor this, John, because we've only got a few episodes <laughs>
0: left where we're going to do this.
1: Yeah, and we have a plan. I don't think we're ready we're to reveal yeah, We're it not ready to talk about Yeah, we're not ready to reveal the plan. It's
0: up on the glass uh, planning board oh, that yeah. we've got in our massive conference room here in the mm-hmm. – in,
1: in, our, in our minds, yeah. Yes. Um, all right, athletes. Uh, Richard Dent. Does that name ring a bell at all? He sounds like a Batman
0: villain to me. <laughs> okay. He was a defensive end, uh, 83 to 97, most famously on those bear defenses those in are, the mid-80s the that were just bears, yeah. dominant. Hmm. Uh, Greg Lloyd? Do you remember him? I do, I do not. Okay. Yeah. It would have been a little bit before your time. Uh, well, in your earliest years. Of, in my earliest years, yeah, yeah. He was a linebacker for the Steelers primarily, okay. he played for the Panthers as well. Um, yeah, he was uh, a pretty dominant player himself. Next, uh, Bubba Smith. Yeah, before my time, uh, defensive end, Colts, Raiders, Oilers, from sixty-seven to seventy-six. Um, Alexei Morozov. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. Just went with it. He yeah, pl- he plays. He uh, he played right wing from ninety-three uh, to two thousand fourteen. He played. He was. He's Russian. So obviously, obviously, yeah. yes. Uh, played for the Penguins, mm-hmm. but that that ninety three to twenty fourteen window includes also him playing in other professional leagues around the world, not just the NHL. Yeah, there is a there is a very popular Russian league. So, and then for Ohio State, uh, Cam Johnston was uh, one of their initial Australian punters. You know, there is a huge trend. Of these Australian punters Mm -hmm. coming to the United States to go to college and then eventually hopefully get into the pros. Uh, Guys that grow up as kind of rugby players and then they specifically train to make the transition to playing uh, American football. And they can do some interesting things with the football. They can, yes. Uh, So he was a punter at Ohio State from 2013 to 2016, was on their national championship team was the was a Ray Guy finalist which is the award given to the best punter in hmm. the country and uh punters don't get drafted almost never anymore i mean he, punters are a dime a dozen yeah. really uh he's played for the eagles until this past se- until his current season where he plays for the texans and a lot of punting opportunities on the texans <laughs> yes yeah he might have to soak that leg yeah after, yeah after
1: every game so any strong inclinations towards somebody on this? Uh, I have zero strong inclinations. Um, I like the Bears 85 defense. All right. Let's
0: go Richard Dent. Okay. Okay. One thing you liked.
1: Uh, Andrew and I got a fireplace uh, finished and stoned this week. And so it is warm and it is beautiful. I love a good fireplace. You know oh, that yeah.
0: obviously from our house. Oh, a good gas fireplace pumping out the heat. Oh yeah. Curled up in front of that, reading a good book, having a nice conversation, watching a football game maybe. Oh yeah.
1: Let me let me pull up some photos for you here.
0: Yeah, it's um yeah, we th- my wife will will say that is the best home improvement that we have done on our home in the 15 years mm. that we've owned it is adding a gas fireplace in our living room. No, that's nice. Yeah, that's yeah. really nice. Yes. I th- I
1: remember you talking about that, but I didn't realize like, that, that that was going to happen. It's been a, like a month-long process. So yeah. the guy showed up. I can't even remember when, but framed it out and installed it. And we've been able to use it. The inset,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. The insert
1: there with the, act- the actual fireplace. Yeah. The actual fireplace. But it's been uh, basically sheetrock for – Goodness, three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the stone guys were able to come and put the stone in it. It looks – Yeah, that looks great. It looks sharp. It looks yeah. great. Gotcha.
0: OK. So for me, uh, I am going to go with something much less substantial. <laughs> so my um, my wife and her parents went up to um, Amish country up in shipshawana Nice. What did they bring you back? They brought me back. Some of the most amazing cookies mm.
1: I've had in a long
0: time. I mean they, they rival a Laura Levon cookie, oh my goodness. which is a reference that only you will understand yeah. in our former life group. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there were these caramel maple cookies. Oh, so good. That Peanut butter delicious. cookies. It I mean, the Amish know what they're doing when it comes to those kinds well, of yeah, things. Well, yeah, they just throw sugar at the problem. <laughs> that that seems to be their solution.
1: <laughs> And, and not a bad one. No, I no, mean, no. I think it's a fine solution. <laughs> yeah. In, in the short term, it's a fine sure, solution. Sure. It's, yeah. it's, it's not the greatest
0: for for your health. But oh my goodness. Just mm. man, I I am so grateful for my wife thinking of me and bringing those cookies back for me. So there you have it. Episode 95. Um, so just as a recap, the Jets are still bad. Oh, um, abysmally the so. The Buckeyes look a little better. Um God's kingdom doesn't work on the principle of fairness. Um we selected a 85 bear for our Harvey athlete. Dent. Yeah. <laughs> Richard. Richard Dent. Yeah, not, not 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 Harvey Dent. Yeah. And um John and his lovely wife are now enjoying their mm-hmm. fireplace. Oh yeah. So Uh, I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. So let's call mission accomplished. Sounds good. we got plenty to do the rest of the day here. So uh, I think all that's left to say at this point is, until next time, the Lord bless you all real good. Later.